Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Applications are now open for the Science Ambassador Scholarship, a full-ride scholarship for women studying STEM. You can apply at scienceambassadorscholarship.org. No, no worries, man. I'm excited. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshipping! And we've given up on uh, uh, stating the themes for episodes. No one cares about the themes. No one cares about the themes. No one gives a shit. (laughs) Why'd you censor your fuck to a shit? I don't know. It's the same level according to the FCC. I was about to say no one gives a fucking shit, but I thought, that's a little much. That's a lot. Yeah, I don't need to do that. So this week's first question is about a buddy who wants to go to a bachelor party, but he's super, super broke. The second question is witnessing a friend go through a tough divorce and make some decisions that are maybe not good. And then the third question is about Harry Potter. Woohoo! Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Welcome to the studio, Jen. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> I appreciate that you're bringing the energy because I have not. I don't know where mine came from. So Jen and I are both in bad moods today. I'm friggin' cranky. I'm a crank monster. I'm cranky because my neck and my head and my back hurt, which is bullshit because I've been going to the chiropractor and it's been curing me. Please don't send me unsolicited advice about going to the chiropractor. I don't want any. But uh, <laughs> this morning, my chiropractor snapped my neck like a glow stick, and it felt so good. Oh, and God. I don't know why I have a little backache. Aw, Jen. Know. Well, so that's why I'm cranky. I like that you specified no emails about the chiropractor, and I would like to specify, Jen, do whatever makes your back feel better. Okay, so I'm going to sit up straighter. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if you get needles stuck in you. I don't care if you get herbs rubbed all over you. <laughs> I don't care if you strap crystals to every limb on your body and wear them 24 hours a day. Whatever works. Thank you, Trin. So dang supportive. Crystals. Crystals. <laughs> yeah, I only, I, the only person that's allowed to give me unsolicited advice is my best friend who's in med school. And by, yes. and by unsolicited, I mean, I have given her permission repeatedly. I'll be like, is this okay? Should I do this? Is it, I'm texting you and it's late at night and I have a runny nose. What should I do? Remember when I had an intestinal parasite, Jen? Yeah. So my boyfriend's brother and father are both pediatricians. And so I I had a really important moment. So uh, the whole family knew about the parasite? Oh, yes. Trin, I'm sorry. You guys, I pooped out a worm one time. Oh, God. I'm telling you. I'm just telling everybody. I'm just going to say it. Oh. We named him Peter. Peter. Peter Wormtail. Get it? Peter Pettigrew. Wormtail. Pooped a worm. Anyway, terrifying. But apparently not that big of a deal. Anyway, so I had my boyfriend text his brother and his brother asked to see a picture. (laughs) And he's like, maybe I can identify this. And I was like, this is a step too far. But thank you anyway. The end. That's incredible. Can you imagine? So again, boyfriend has like 16 brothers and sisters, roughly. Can you imagine if they just sent a picture of my intestinal parasite around to all of the siblings? I mean... For efficiency's sake, it really should be a group text. They have a WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah. It really should be like a whole BCC situation. Subject line, trends worm. <laughs> Speaking of eating fancy things. Ew. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell oh, you. Oh, God, Trin. I don't you ate your say. worm? No, I didn't eat my worm. That was the implication. No, 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 friend. Listen, so the intestinal parasite, let me tell you everything, all right? Let's just go into yeah. it. 
So we don't know how I got it because as we state repeatedly, because it's funny, I'm a vegan, but you get this specific intestinal parasite in East Asia from eating raw pork, which none of these things are things I've been doing lately. I have not been to East Asia. I have not eaten raw pork. So what I was trying to mold, what I was trying to join from the my worm to the question is this one is going to be about eating meat Mm -hmm. and i maybe accidentally was given some raw pork (laughs) 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 from east asia so just to support me jen i yeah i was waiting for you to finish before i went good job thank you you made it you bridged that gap for us thank you very much first question in a couple of weeks my best friend is having a bachelor party The festivities include dinner at a fancy steakhouse, drinks at a bar, and then a night of poker and cigars at a friend's house. Here's the thing. I'm unemployed and living at home with no savings, and while I have credit cards and stuff I could put money on, I'd much rather save the money and attend the get-togethers without spending too much. Maybe just drinking water at the bar and eating elsewhere and just having a small salad at the steakhouse. But this is my first attended bachelor party, and it is my best friend, and so I don't know if this would be acceptable or not. My friend has expressed frustration before at how much my financial situation limits our hangouts, usually just fast food and movies at home, and this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Am I being unreasonably cheap and not respecting my friend's special day? Would it be rude to even ask him his feelings about it, or should I just bite the bullet and plan to drop some cash? Please offer up some guidance here if you can. Sincerely broke in... Biloxi? That's Biloxi, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And then they, they added, that's not actually where I'm from, but I always wanted to sign my name anonymously like that. So thank you, because I've always wanted to read that. Yeah. Cool. Broken Biloxi. Love it. Dear Mr. Biloxi. Okay, so first of all, we are going to give you real world advice, some of which I think is technically illegal. We're going to give you some advice that you've never heard on this show before, because it might be a little bit bad. Yeah, yeah. We're bad to the bone over here at Friendshipping LLC. It's true. It's true. We, we, we are from the wrong side of the tracks. You wouldn't bring us home to mama. Don't you dare. Hey, listen, it is not going to ruin anybody's night if you eat a salad at a steakhouse. However, there are a couple of things in here which may ruin somebody's night. One is getting too drunk and not having enough food on you. And you may ask yourself, how could I possibly get too drunk at this steakhouse if I'm not spending money? Well, it's because you are going to create a bag of delights. You are going to sneak whiskey into this bar. That's what you're going to do. You're going to do it. You're going to go to the gas station beforehand. You're going to get a little little flask of the good, the good stuff, and you're going to slip it in your pocket. Yeah, or if you want to be super safe about this, I'm, I'm so sorry, but you can do this. This is something I've done. So you can get a little tiny bottle of whiskey from the gas station, get a rubber band, and rubber band it to your leg underneath your pants. Done it. And then uh, if they pat you down, they'll just think you have a knife, <laughs> which is way better. Uh, or you're going to pregame super hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say pregame a moderate amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While you're eating your di- your fir- dinner one. Yeah. Because essentially what you're doing is, here's the thing. I almost said essentially what you're doing is going out and getting a salad as a dessert with your friends. Don't get a fucking salad. Get a piece of pie. Yeah, get dessert. That's way more fun. And people will m- make a lot less fun of you. I like this advice. Yeah. So get pie instead. Bring your own alcohol. We love the idea of you eating first. Yeah. 
and bring some snackies. That's the other thing. The Jen mentioned this, and I thought that was very important. Bring some peanuts in your pocket or something and like eat them in the bathroom because nothing is worse than having an upset tummy at a party. Yeah. You're going to, so what you're going to do is you're going to prepare. You're mm-hmm. going to prepare not to spend money, but you're going to prepare to also have a good time. And I have gone into so many social situations, like armed with my stuff, like armed with what I'm going to need to do to have a good time. And it maybe it means I'm going to bring my inhaler or my anti-anxiety meds or a water bottle, or I'm going to drink three glasses of wine before. <laughs> I always have purse almonds. Purse almonds. Trends all own about it. Purse almonds. Yeah, so get get your whiskey from the gas station, uh, the cheap whiskey, and then order a Coke at the bar. And the Coke will probably be free because at many bars, if they're like, oh, you're the designated driver here, just just this is free for you. And you can be like, thanks. <laughs> and then sneak your whiskey into it. Yes. I love this. And your friends, if you tell your friends, they're going to cover for you. You yeah. know, yeah, like, yeah. like, like if you need to pour your whiskey into your Coke, your friend will like hold up their menu and be like, ah, I need to read this whole thing right now. Yeah. Like, I it's mean, fine. I mean, OK, we're giving you this advice because this is the advice that I would give a friend IRL. Yeah. yeah. Like we we don't think you're going to ruin anybody's night. We do think that you should, uh, you know, treat yourself because you're totally right. This is a once in a lifetime situation. Yeah. But you can be. A cheap, cheap bastard about it. Yeah, and and have a great time. Yes, absolutely. The most important thing, I think, is to ready yourself for, uh, like, having a great time. At some point, somebody should say something like, like, let's all tell a story about the groom. Let's all compliment the groom. Boys do that, right? Sure they do. Anyway, so you can start that and have a good story ready. Like, get it going, man. Again, you're not going to ruin anybody's night with a salad. Get pie instead. You're not going to ruin anybody's night by not drinking, but yo, you can do it. (laughs) I think that kind of wraps up the bachelor party. But but there's this one sentence snuck in the middle of this that we noticed. Yeah, this kind of upset me. It said, my friend has expressed frustration before at how much my financial situation limits our hangout. Hey, that's not cool, dude. Not okay. Man, it is so... So acceptable, even though capitalism doesn't want you to feel this way. It is acceptable to be on a fucking budget. Yes. I mean, for one thing, we get a version of this question every week. All the time. Yeah. You are not alone. This is very common. It is normal to not want to blow wads of cash. And it is normal to laugh at the word wads. Wads is funny. Yeah. It's just, it just is. It's a funny word. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that, like, again, as Jen said, we get so many versions of this question on the podcast, which means that lots of people are on budgets. And I would venture to guess that there are people who want to be on budgets, who feel they should be on budgets, but don't because they are peer pressured in the way that you are feeling peer pressured by this bachelor party. Absolutely. Okay. Think of, okay, this is your first bachelor party, but every dude I know that's been to a bachelor party has complained about the cost. Absolutely. It is expensive. Like, it just is like there's always a moment where the pe- where the friends good naturally or not are like, man, this is going to be expensive. Like, maybe you haven't heard those conversations, but they are happening. And like normally, you know, this is a this is a strange answer for us because we gave a lot of practical how to sneak alcohol and advice. <laughs> and normally our advice is like, tell your friends your needs and they should respect you. But it sounds like you've already tried that. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you for trying that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like asking your friend, hey, I'm on a budget. Can we do something for free? Like, can we do dinner that's cheap and quick? That is so acceptable. And I'm kind of pissed at your friend. I am too. 
So like the bachelor party thing, I feel like that needs to be up to the groom and the best man. Mm -hmm. But on a day to day, dude, getting fast food and watching a movie at home sounds great. Yeah, that is a total. What else would you be doing? Right. What else is there to do? Like, are you going to go to the bar and pick up chicks? No, he's getting me. Well, and then again, he could have an open relationship. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe they tinned together. Tinned. So what you can tinned cheaply. (laughs) Exactly. Bowling is cheap. Bowling is. I love bowling. No one likes bowling but me. It's just, I mean. You're not going to deny it. I wasn't going to. <laughs> I didn't plan on it. I just I just feel like, okay, we've solved the bachelor party night. We, we are being very practical in that you cannot change somebody else's bachelor party plans. We are giving advice to the future for other bachelors. Like, hey, you know, nobody really likes doing these things. Yeah, Maybe. nobody likes spending a ton of money. Right. The best bachelor parties are the ones where people go, like, do paintball, in my opinion. Yeah. Or like a Ben Wyatt bachelor party. Yeah, with uh, Settlers of Catan. Beautiful. But in the future, you can be mad at him for, for making you feel bad about fast food and movie nights. Yeah, you can say, hey, that's, hey, rude. Shitty, rude. Yeah, hey, that's not cool. Uh, I'm on a budget and I don't, I'm on a budget and I'm unemployed. Can you be a little nicer about that? Right. Like, you're the one in the shitty situation here. Yeah. So them complaining is garbage. Yeah, they're being not great yeah. to you. Right. And not sympathetic to your situation, or empathetic, or really understanding, or really even trying. Yeah, not even a little so bit. So skip this fucker's wedding. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. But, like, you don't have to. If they don't want to do fast food and Netflix, don't invite them over. Yeah. Get it, have a different friend come over. I'm yeah. not saying get new friends. You obviously like your friends. What I'm saying is, like, don't invite them to the shit they don't like doing. Good advice. Man, yeah. Yeah. Good, good statement, Trin. All right. Go put it in, Jen. We're going to put our hands in. You can't see this, but you can you can visualize it. What go, are we saying on three? Well, I'm saying just go team. Okay. I don't know. I just felt like we really tackled that. One, One two, two, three. three. Go, go team. team. That felt good. Yeah. My day's getting better. Should we move on to question two? You know what? Yeah. All right. Gonna, this is a long one. I'm bringing in this We're mic actually real all quick. pretty long lately, and I enjoy that. I do, too. I like getting the context from everybody. Um, and this email situation is top notch. Hello, Jen and Trin. Submitting in mullet format. Context up front, question in the back. I love that. I have a longtime friend. I'm male. She's a lady. She's sister level to me. And she's going through the beginnings of a divorce. He's a nice guy. He's not shitty or nasty, but he is a non-contributing man-child. Her passions have taken back seats for seven years as she supports his. The problem is that she has a secret relationship on the internet with a guy she met a few times. They are boning, but she fully committed to how great things will be when she is free of her husband and can move on to wonderful internet man. Turns out, internet man has a wife. Fuck! My friend is crushed. She told him off and cut him out of her life. Unfortunately, they still talk because she's convinced that she needs their connection to get through this crisis but knows not to let herself fall in love with him again. She cuts him out again and lets him back in. Vicious cycle. Their social circles overlap. Oh, God. And as of now, the divorce is a sad thing, but not a nasty one. So each time we hang out, it starts out with me asking, talking or clowning? So good. She has an amazing support group, and I know that they all have her back emotionally, and we all need people around to not talk about all the drama all the time, and I am glad I get to be that person. I am also glad that she trusts me enough to be one of the two or three people that she shared the relationship with. I also know my opinion doesn't matter. She makes her own decisions. I've got her back. 
the strain and the reality of the divorce is taking a more serious toll. And the situation is different now than a few months ago. And she's getting more reckless with who she is telling about her friend. Even though I didn't like it before, I just kept my mouth shut and I was there for her. It is now one more strain on a burdened person. And if she breaks down, this secret will haunt her. I've told her to be careful and that anyone finding out about this will impact her social circle and maybe even legal parts of the divorce. She knows this, but is flaunting it and drawing more attention as she feels less control and more hurt. I said it bluntly again, and she got sad and said it was hard to hear, but thanks. Since then, she's been aggressively talking about it with people that are definitely in his camp. I'm seeing risky behaviors, but I can't confirm or talk about it with friends because I don't know who else knows about the relationship, and I can't ask for a second opinion without stirring the pot. All right, here's the question. Do you think I should weigh in again more bluntly and firmly, or just shut up and be supportive? I have no plans on bailing. I just want to do what's best for her in the hard times ahead. Wow. Woof. Woof. Holy hell. Ah. (laughs) Okay, so right off the top, this lady, your friend, she is sad as hell right now. Mm. And there's one thing that's like, that's that's tickling her cockles, and it's drama and excitement and feeling special and loved by this guy. Yeah, she just is going through a shitty time and she wants to feel desired. So this is all understandable. And I feel like you kind of know that. You've been pretty clear in the question that you have a decent grasp on 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 it. I got to say, you're a good ass friend. Yeah, I appreciate the times in this question. You said it's her life, not judging her. Um, You understand your role in this and it's one of concern and not judgment or control. I think that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. However, you are extremely correct. Uh, although the relationship isn't like consummated, I made hand signals that were also gross. they might be boning. They might be boning. Yeah, it doesn't I'm, really matter actually. I mean, it matters, but not to, not to you and what you're going to do. I think right, right, yeah. right. Were they boning or were they not? It could present legal troubles for her in the divorce. Like technically, she's not doing anything illegal. I suppose you can't go to jail for sexy letters, as far as I'm aware, <laughs> um, unless they contain like bomb threats. But it will make her life more difficult and more sad. You are correct in this. So here's something that I feel pretty strongly about. Uh, You will be shocked over and over again by how dumb your friends can be. (laughs) Like all the time. Same mistakes. Yeah. You'll be like, dude, it's I think it's a part of life. It used to really confuse and frustrate me in college because I had no understanding of the world. Right. right. (laughs) But like as I as I've grown grown up a little bit, I can be like, yeah, people are people, aren't they? People sure, sure are, sure are going to make friggin' mistakes. And like, especially when your friends are sad and horny. Yeah. And she is both of those things super hard. Yeah. Yeah. And when your friends are sad, they're going to do things that make you go. Oh. Yeah. Here's the thing. You had several honest conversations with her and you've made the stakes super clear. It is not as though she doesn't know this. However... I feel like, and I mean, and you would know this better than I would. It sounds like she reacted semi-positively the last time. Yeah, she said she said that's hard, but thank you. Right. So I know that we usually say have the tough conversation and then stop. But it sounds like in this context, you're providing a good reminder. Even though she seems to be acting like off the deep end, she last time thanked you for it. Right. I think that's an important detail. She did thank you. She didn't lash out. Right, right, right. 
It's like um, I liken this to when uh, you're friends with depression and you need to counter the things that they say about themselves. So even though they keep saying these shitty things about themselves, they present this this alter reality in which they're a terrible person. They do it all the time. No matter what, you still fight that good fight. You know, you still give them like, hey, this is a reality check. You're actually not that bad. So, right. Like you you need to be the person, I think. Reality fairy. I think, yeah, the reality fairy. I think you need to be the constant that's like, hey, as a reminder. Yes. This this will have consequences. And, you know, your friends may forgive you, but this person's angry wife, probably not. Probably not. No, 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 no. I love the idea of the reality fairy and very much picturing um, like the 1950s or whatever Cinderella did the Disney one. Yeah, with yeah. The, so you've got on your blue cloak and your cute little bow tie and your little wand and you're like, ding, reality. Bippity boppity reality. That sucks. Yeah. Bippity boppity boom. This is a bad idea. It's time to kill her boner with reality repeatedly. Throw cold water on it. Yes. As we said last week. Nothing pours cold water on a horny situation. Like truth. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I see, I see two ways forward here. One, have you suggested your friend get a therapist? Oh my God, does she, this person need a therapist and, so bad? Yeah, and like I, I know therapy isn't for everyone. I know there are bad therapists in the world. Maybe they, she, she's going through a divorce. She doesn't have a lot of extra cash, I would assume. Right. But someone's got to float the idea. A counselor, a therapist, a mediator. This person needs an objective third party who doesn't know anyone involved to go hey what or even just to listen to her talk about her internet dude yep because exactly here's the thing divorce sucks no matter what i literally had the best divorce possible and it still sucked it makes you question the concept of what love is it's like okay i just promised myself to this person forever and i reneged on that like you you think of about it so often and there's so much self-discovery and like all this rebuilding and you have to do it no matter what no matter if things are easy or if they're hard or they're good I cannot overstate how good my divorce was but I still had to rebuild the idea of what a relationship looks like to me you know what I want in the future what's even possible for me what I can expect out of another human being so she's doing all of these things and then also feeling horny alone sad and all that stuff So I totally agree with Jen. Like, good on you, friend, for not judging her and for standing by her regardless of her mistakes, you know. But at this point, I think she also needs a a professional to shepherd her through because there are just so much there's so much that she probably isn't even processing right now um, that even a short term stint in therapy, I think, could help. People go into therapy for ending of relationships all the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I know someone who was going through a divorce and they went to therapy like every day for a couple weeks because it was like they were in crisis mode. Yep. And like she's probably in crisis and survival mode. Uh, Like she's probably one step forward at a time. I'm going to make it through this week or this day and I'm going to grip my teeth. And what's the one thing that's making her feel better? Uh, The person online giving her attention, making her feel special and desired. It's human and normal, but you know, there's a pretty big consequence and mistake attached to this. Yeah. Yeah. And one way or another, this will have consequences. And I, I do think it's okay to remind her of that in a way that is loving and understanding, but still grounded in reality. I, I totally agree. The, here's the thing. I think that you have been focusing in your conversations with her about her legal issues and uh, how do other people feel, all this stuff. Appeal to her inborn sense of self-preservation. You need to make your life easier for future you. 
You are not laying a good foundation for you moving forward. You're sowing more discontent and you're sowing more drama that you will have to continue to deal with. So let's let's build a better foundation for you because this is not setting yourself up for success. Oh, man. Yeah, it's self-destructive, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And that's going to be hard to hear. So maybe don't use that phrase. But Trin, I love the idea of being like, let's take care of future you. Yeah. Because future you is going to is going to be in trouble. Yeah. And going to be really sad. And here's the thing. Life doesn't stop. So future. So this (laughs) person that we're just going to call future you. Future you is going to have to go to funerals. Future you might have car trouble. Future you might, uh, I don't know, like what's other getting small a, bad getting things? Getting a fight with a boss or coworker. Right. There's so many other things that can go wrong. So why make things go wrong for yourself when you don't have to? I love the logic of that. That's pretty hard to argue with. Yeah. Yeah. Shitty things will keep happening. Don't be a shitty thing to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Or other people in this case, honestly. Right. Right. Yeah. I really think that this person is doing the right thing by being in non-judgmental zone. And I think that maybe your conversations have been attacking this from the perspective of like maybe morality or something like that. Attack it instead, I think, from the perspective of we can do better for you. Yeah, I love the idea of being like, we can make this easier on everyone. We can make it easier on you. And then ultimately... You, as you said, you can't make her choices for her. And if she's going to fuck up her own shit, that's her adult choice. I know. I know. And that's going to be hard on you. It's going to hurt and you're going to worry. You can't make anyone do anything any of the time. Never. You can't make anyone go to therapy. You can't, Mm. you can't make anyone not bone from someone from the internet. You just can't do it. Yeah. Oh, man. So, sorry. There Good are luck. things you can do. You can choose not to spread any gossip. Yeah. You can choose not to talk about the situation with people that aren't involved. You can choose to say, I love you, but we got to talk about this. Yeah. I love you, but uh, I'm going to be the reality fairy and I'm worried about future you. You've been making a lot of good choices here. She's been making a lot of bad choices here. And it's okay. If you are being a helpful reality fairy and reminding her of consequences and making sure that she understands like what may happen down the line, great. The moment she says, like, I don't feel like you support me, blah, 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 you have to stop because people will make their own dumb, stupid decisions forever. And you have to kind of let them do it. And last thing is, please keep up that amazing line that you mentioned in your uh, your question of talking or clowning today. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about that. That's awesome. That's really good. Yeah. Keep keep it up and make sure that you have plenty of clown material ready. That's so good. Yeah. Pick out a new show on Netflix to watch together. Talking or clowning. Yeah. So just to be clear, that's you saying, like, do you want to talk about your emotions or do you want to talk, uh, talk and hang out and clown around? Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay, cool. That's what I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. You're great. Good work. Good luck. Good fucking luck, oh buddy. Oh, my God. All right. Question number three. Do you want to do it or do you run on a, you run on a steam over there? You know, I think that it's going to be a short answer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we decided to throw in a bonus question three this week. Hi, Jen and Trin. In trying to internalize you, I was wondering where you think humanity's baseline levels of you should be on a scale somewhere in between Crab and Goyle and up to Hermione and Ron. 
So this is for the unaware. This is a Harry Potter reference. So Crabbe and Goyle are bullies, racists, kind of. And Hermione and Ron are the heroes of the story. Mm -hmm. So where should humanity fit in there? So interesting. Very interesting. So, okay, here's the thing. Ron is obviously a hero in the story, but he's not a perfect dude. He's not a shining example of someone that everyone should be, which is actually what I love about the character. He's loyal, but he also he, he finds his loyalty after abandoning one of his friends. He has some pretty outdated beliefs about how to treat women. Yeah, women and house elves. He's like a shitty teenage boy for a lot of it. He comes through for his friends, but not but not right away. No. So I don't like the idea of putting anyone on a pedestal as like, go after, go be like them, unless that person is like Jesus or Beyonce. <laughs> like there are some people that are just like symbols. And it's like, yeah, I do want to be like Michelle Obama. But like everyone is still a human. This is true. Yeah. Where is humanity's baseline level? Everybody is a mixed bag and we should expect that. I think that the baseline level of making mistakes and trying to get better all of the time. Ron is a great example. He consistently gets better. <laughs> he fucks up Royal a few times. So the baseline level is simply that. It's respecting everybody's humanity and trying to continue being better. Yes. And baseline level, that's an interesting idea because I do like the idea of holding your friends up to certain standards. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, definitely do that. Don't be friends with bullies. No, you don't have to crab and goil yourself. Yeah. You don't have to hang around Tom Felton. And you also don't have to hold out for your perfect Hermione Granger friend. Yeah. Yeah. She's wonderful. She's wonderful. Love she, me some Hermione. She's super good. All right. Well, this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you would like to send us a question, you can do that too at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing all of her design. Thank you to Alex Cox for running the studio. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. And thank you, Molly Lewis, for singing our slamming theme song. Uh, and also, thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. Imagine Ian just barfing right now. Ian, Ian our, uh, our editor, he's just kind of like, what the fuck have I gotten into here? <laughs>